Welcome to episode 109 of the Sleep Whisperer podcast. Carla Ferrara is a functional nutrition and lifestyle practitioner specializing in Lyme, mold and chronic conditions. Education and work as a systems design engineer taught her how to work with complicated systems. These concepts combined with personal challenges and curiosity spurred her on to deep dives into a broad base of disciplines including fitness training, yoga, energy, medicine, nature, environment, food system, domestic abuse and family mediation, education, health coaching, genetics and traditional Chinese medicine focused on Lyme disease, mold infections and other chronic health conditions. She provides a unique whole body perspective on helping people with complicated health concepts. Mold toxicity is deeply impactful on all health. Carla's personal journey through handling her mycotoxins is vulnerable, painful and inspiring all at once. For me, it shook me within myself unable to comprehend the deep brain fog and the need to keep starting over that comes from mold toxicity this is a conversation filled with raw experience even though it is debilitating and destructive carla teaches us the value of patience and curiosity for anyone struggling with mold issues Carla is honestly vulnerable and it will touch you to the very soul. On a light note, my dog contributed to this conversation as well. Sleep is a trifecta of foundational healing tools. We cannot ever avoid facing sleep challenges. Improving sleep changes the healing pathway completely. Wherever you are on your health journey or with your sleep, Take a listen to the deep conversations on the Sleep Whisperer podcast. It was only a while ago that I realized how much value is being offered by our featured guests. A podcast is free. You don't have to pay for programs or summits. However, the value within these conversations and masterclasses is as potent as within a program of very high investment. Commit to catching up as you scroll through the show and you'll learn so much just like I did. Hey everyone, I'm Deepa, Light Functional Medicine Practitioner, author and yogini and you're listening to the Sleep Whisperer podcast, the only sleep podcast with conversations and meditations. I'm on a mission to share profoundly insightful sleep conversations with global visionaries that merge together functional medicine and ancient wisdom. Breathe in bliss through weekly guided meditations and let yourself enter the land of dreams. Together, let's unravel the pieces, get to the roots and understand the right tools to transform your sleep completely. Through this podcast, I want you to dream the best version of yourself. It's time to regain hope and begin your sleep journey. Carla, it's a pleasure to have you and finally meet you as well. I've been waiting for this for quite a number of years and uh, um, we are speaking about some 
a very serious conversation today, which I haven't actually explored in the past, which is mold, chronic illness and sleep. And it's such a trifecta because everything is impacting the other. And uh, I know you've got personal experience with this as well. But you mentioned to me about how with chronic illness, we need to come to a space of curiosity versus searching for solutions. And I really want us to begin by speaking about your journey in terms of realizing this for yourself because this is something that a lot of people actually struggle with where they're struggling with several aspects of chronic disease autoimmunity and they're in this loop of perpetual figuring out the magical solution and then it can get frustrating when they don't have a perfect solution so what made you actually mention this phrase to me that you know we need to move away from searching for solutions and instead looking at things with curiosity and also just would love to if you're open to talking about it to just know about your own journey and struggle with mold because it can be so deeply debilitating yeah and i guess to first start off and it's really hard to separate that mold from other things going on. So we talk about that and we um, talk about mold, but you know, it's not really in and of itself. It's, it's combined with this chronic disease, autoimmunity and, and many times Lyme disease. So, and even using the word mold, you know, it's really the mycotoxins from the mold, but just, so sitting back from that, but commonly use mold because it's just easier to relate. But, um, and I think it's, it's so important. I, I guess I've always been a really curious person and I think that's really helped me along the way. Now, and I was curious in science. I tended to, I went into science and studied as an engineer for many years worked as an engineer. And I think that really gave me a different mindset, um, possibly a better mindset. And I remember when I was really sick, I didn't, I, it wasn't helpful for me to be in, in some of the, the forums that people got together who was sick, because it, it was just, just kind of really gloomy and you know and they're they're like trying to well if I do this do this do this and you know how we learn as functional medicine practitioners you got to step back you got to step back and that's where I think my curiosity was a huge factor you know and I knew in a lot of times the medical community or the doctors that I did go to that curious factor wasn't there. You know, they were just trying to trying to fix things, right? So, <clears throat> so in the case when I, you know, I had this autoimmunity and then Lyme disease, chronic Lyme disease, you know, instead of um, <clears throat> just a quick, you know, I didn't know for years and got reinfected and then had a, lived in a mold a house with mold and and knew things things were changing, 
where the mold was kind of presenting itself. I don't really, I look back now, I'm not really sure when what started, but being curious about my symptoms throughout, how they changed, you know, and, and this is going, you know, 20 years, probably. Um, then, you know, that looking back, that stepping, I keep stepping back. Um, that gives me some perspective and some idea of how in my timeline, things probably uh, happened. So that, um, in, and it's a curiosity and it's sometimes get, like I wake up and, uh, you know, something new has come up in my symptoms and it's like, hmm, no, what, how does this fit in with my, with, with the picture now? So um, I think I'm kind of rambling away from the question, but um, it really helps. And that's where it helps to have someone, you know, you find a practitioner, a doctor that helps you or even, you know, people you live with and that help you kind of keep stepping back and see what is really going on and with me at this point and what can I do about it? And it's like the last year I was really focusing in on my sleep as a way to look at, so you have different perspectives you can look at because everything's so complicated. So you I tend to kind of look at it in different perspectives as I learned about sleep, you know, what, how can I use sleep to, um, you know, better my sleep hygiene or, or see what is coming up in my sleep that helps me figure out, you know, what body system is not really happy right now. Cause that, you know, the mold um, infection affects every body system and of course affects the fundamentals, especially like, especially sleep. And Carla, you mentioned how the mold presents itself, which was hugely revealing for me in terms of a statement. So would you be able to talk us through some of those ways in which it actually presents itself? Because sometimes people who are not really in a space of understanding health or functional medicine. They might not even be aware of that this might be mold. So what would that look like in terms of symptoms and physiology, psychology, sleep, all of it? So, um, yeah, that's where, again, it's different for every person, right? Um, and, and mold is you know, comes in, you know, not everyone's going to be affected by, like if they live in a moldy house and they're in there for hours of time. And people tend to be more in their house since we've been quarantined for a while, but they might not um, notice if they've got other things going on and they're focused on something else, Lyme disease or autoimmunity or, you know, um, so it's hard to, and then all of a sudden, and you don't, like I said, you don't really know what came in, you know, mold is very opportunistic. 
So it could be within your body, you know, just like most of us have heavy, heavy metals. We have um, all this type of bacteria in our bodies and, and viruses and, and, you know, what is really bringing down the immune system that lets these um, things kind of show up or, or come out of, of their high, and they tend to hide in the body and come out. Um, so you kind of look at it that way. So in my case, um, it, I, it, it's just a sense that, you know, after I was, uh, had chronic Lyme like two different times. So it was involved with different co-infections. So I had different, a little bit of different symptoms, some came back. Um, and then I started feeling like the brain fog was back again. My word, finding my words, you know, really everyday words too. Or I'd be, I'd want to say a sentence and it just didn't come out. And it seemed, seemed different, a different sense in my body. It's, it's, I don't know, a sense of dread. And that's where my, and that's where that curiosity piece comes in. Sometimes some of these infections, especially like mold has, gives you this dreadful feeling. I know it sounds weird and it can really counteract your, um, your curiosity, your optimism. It's, because it affects, you know, it affects your brain through many different ways, right? And then, the, you know, a lot of head stuff, um, sinuses. So mold loves the hollow spaces in your body. And it's really, um, mm. in general, bacteria, you know, we think of our good gut bacteria, our bad gut bacteria, and how it's throughout our brain, our bodies, right? And... And they seem to, you know, kind of work together. And so does mold come into the body and kind of work with all these other, you know, heavy metals and these things. But mold has a different, it's like a different personality. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard that word used, but I guess that's my stepping back, stepping back. And how do I make sense of it where others might understand so it has a different personality. And, and so just feeling it, oh, and like a joint that won't heal. And, it's, mm. and it felt different than achy joints that I had with Lyme disease, assuming they were separate. separate. And so, and I just couldn't use my shoulder, to, you know, things like that. And I'm like, huh, that's, different that's weird you know I went to physical therapy and I kind of knew it had a mold aspect to it I'm guessing right and then when I we had to leave our house moved away within you know a few months my shoulder healed so the looking back gives me kind of knowledge of what might be causing what so that's my sense of mold but it's usually so mixed in, but um, through my uh, 
so the last few years I did training through uprooting Lyme, training from a traditional Chinese medicine aspect. So it was, it's just, again, a whole different perspective. You know, I'm being two years, maybe three years in that sort of in that field and learning um, traditional Chinese herbs specific for Lyme or chronic disease, that the whole way they look at the body gave me uh, another, is, give, is giving me another huge perspective on how, into how the body and the mold and all these um, chronic infections affect the body and how, okay, how can we help possibly heal from it, you know, heal. And it, and I think the biggest thing to stay away from, and you brought this up from the beginning, is to stay curious. You know, it's like a lot of things, you don't, you're not going to ever get that clean slate at the end, that test that's going to say nothing because the testing isn't really up to snuff. You are going for, this is my life. This is how I feel now. This is how I want to feel. And you're just, it's more of a, that journey than that discreet day you're going to say, I'm healed. And I was just going to ask you, Carla, about how would someone actually know if they have mold and you spoke about testing, but could you just at least let us know how did you first realize that? And when you mentioned traditional Chinese medicine, I actually I, my mind also went to Ayurveda where the kapha body is the water body, which becomes the breeding ground for um, mold and bacterial overgrowth and it's always about not allowing the water to stay stagnant like the pond oh, yeah. right uh, so yeah. I mean there's so many interconnections between Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine but I don't want us to digress I'd love for you to just yeah. tell us a little bit about how do we actually get to know if we have mold uh, and also how I mean what are the, of course, when you said it's not like one day you're fixed, but I definitely like us to walk through some of the recommendations that you did for yourself uh, to begin that journey of just working through mold. And yeah, it's funny the Ayurvedic, I think that was something I kind of started studying probably like 10, 15 years ago and tried to use it when, you know, when thinking about when I was more a health coach, a train, personal trainer and yoga instructor, all that. And then, and I haven't really taken the time knowing, so learning from the traditional Chinese medicine, I haven't really taken the time to go off and, and see how those compare too. But, um, but it's very much, so the concepts used in Chinese medicine are almost easier to work through. Of course, I use my functional uh, medicine matrix, right? And I'm, I'm still kind of um, back and forth through the traditional Chinese medicine perspective and how 
you know, I learn a different way of doing it, intake. And it's a different process. And I'm still kind of back and forth. Um, my, I still use my matrix and, you know, how can I, how can I help one and the other? But, um, and it was funny, I, you know, I was studying this whole mold aspect and I knew we had problems in our house, but, you know, I've been through this with autoimmune disease that was not, um, years back was not diagnosed for years. And then Lyme disease not diagnosed for years. And, and I knew this mold thing, and it's a big deal if you have mold in your house and you're feeling sick. So, and no, no one else around you understands that, right? Um, and it's, you get the whole, you know, the whole money, the financial aspect, it can be overwhelming. And so I was actually at the ILADS conference. This was 2019, I think, or yeah. Anyways, I was at the ILADS conference and, and they brought up in this conference, it was a on, you know, it's really on Lyme disease. It was all about mold, you know, and I'm sitting there it's it's got all the big names in the mold in the lime mold world and i and i sitting there going mm -hmm, that's me that's my house <laughs> and that's where my journey started and, but i had to accept it accept that it's a long journey because it is your home not only your home as a body yeah is if you feel invaded once again but it's it's a different type it's mold is more destructive i don't know i think of it as more mean and gets this can get in your body and get these wild party parties going and with the other bacteria and hide out and because um some of these bacteria can be in you know your gut bacteria that you will find usually in your gut they can be um, kind of bullied, sort of set, sort of, uh, I guess my, my newer understanding of some, they can be affected or be brought into hanging around the wrong crowd. And, you know, um, and mold can be that way. So, and so that's when I, you know, I found someone there that, does inspection talked about it and I had to talk to my family a lot you know my my husband back and forth and and come to find out my son who hadn't lived in the house for a couple of years and you know got him tested we we actually both tested positive for mycotoxins where some people you know it's that just um you just might not find it you know, it's a urine test that we took and it might be in your body and it might not show up in your urine. So that's where the testing is. But that, just that positive test and going in knowing that nothing might show up, um, but something did. And from there, people and doctors are, and especially my husband, our family, we could say, you know, Two of us, we both have mycotoxin. It's prob or mold infection. 
probably from our house and that starts a huge journey and i i guess um i love to talk to people at the beginning of that journey before they start really testing because it is a big load your home your body as a home your home is and you've and something and sometimes you start off you have this instinct that you have more and you might go off on these tangents to, and put all this effort into testing your body and and um your home and and kind of go about it and it can take you take all your energy away which you're probably feeling pretty sick anyways so i like to catch them at that point and at least tell them what i know at this point knowing this might change and to really i think you need a guide right in the beginning high level you know how you've kind of look look at the symptoms look at the background look at the timeline what what um what body systems affected is it possible is it possible it's mold and and the, oh there's that whole genetics piece too so me my son son and some people have um their genetics genetics done and so that is a clue too you know um for a lot of and you can look beyond your mold success susceptibility <laughs> um and you know how yeah, if your sleep's disrupted that's an aspect too so um that was yeah that's a lot but so i hope that no perfect carla but you mentioned sleep disruption now how did that look like for you so is it that yeah, you just i mean is it a bidirectional axis where because you're not sleeping you're weakening the immune system and therefore it's you're allowing for this proliferation or is it that this dysbiosis in the physiology is somehow contributing to the inability to fall or stay asleep what is it looking like Yeah so that's where what i've seen a lot of it a lot of the sleep challenges are usually have more than one thing going on and and i know i mentioned before sometimes you know you have multiple infections going on and what is really kind of presenting at times and that's um i have a sense now about so we can look through the lens of sleep or sleep challenges to see what might you know might be the root root causes right or just working on the fundamentals of sleep and using it the sleep to help heal right but there seems to be there comes can be like a different sense of um sleep problems i think i think my kind of changed as they went along um and in the nature of them and the type of dreams you know i want and i these are things i wonder about i've heard a little bit about but i don't know 
was just going to ask you about that, Carla, because yeah. in Ayurveda, again, it's all about uh, chaotic dreams with no sense really pointing towards poor liver detoxification or distress in the gut. Uh, whereas there is a world of difference between that kind of chaos in dreams versus actually intuitive and revealing dreams that happen from quality sleep. Um, but I mean, of course, we can only guess at this, but um, what? So what? It, it's really about, you know, all I can really say is talk about is my dreams. And, and sometimes I get good descriptions from other clients but my dreams tended to be like I was on a mission like a secret mission <laughs> and to I had to do something to save everyone and most likely I wasn't going to survive it mm, and it, you know I don't remember ever having those kind of dreams any other time in my life except for the fast past few years and I'm trying to figure out something so um you know that could and it seemed like it was more in the mold territory rather than but it you know could have been overlapping from the Lyme territory of infections but yeah and what and a lot of you know most Lyme mold and you, most mold people do have gut dysfunction, right? It's which you know great connects right right to the brain. So those some, but sometimes the brain seems or the head seems to speak louder, um, even though your gut dysbiosis is causing so many issues. It just might not be as painful or noticeable in your in your what's going on day to day. And a, yes, Carla, <laughs> no, I know that we don't have too much of time. So I actually would like you to share. Um, I know it's going to be different for everybody, but when you did realize that you mold was another big piece of this puzzle in your whole chronic health journey and your sleep, what, what are the ways that you try to address it and you still continue to, was it to optimize detoxification? So what exactly Huge. did that look like for you in terms of food, protocols, supplements, uh, anything else that you thought mindset, stress response, what did you actually begin to piece together in terms of walking this walk towards managing mold? Yeah, so you have to look at the whole, um, all the detox pathways and, and really think about what, where are you in your life? You know, I was cleaning out a house and I had to move. We didn't have anywhere to move, you know? So the food wise, <laughs> I was very, very good, but you know, I have to give a, it was hard, right? So, and how can you, you know, what way can you, um, other ways? You know, so that whole stress piece, 
and the whole sleep piece are things you can work on anywhere. And I tend to, you know, I move, I move a lot. I'm a movement person. I love yoga. I love move, love being outside. And I made sure I got outside every day in the woods, you know, things, those are things that, that I can do. I tried to really upgrade my sleep hygiene, right? And so those are, and, and stay away from some of the foods. I might not have got the best foods, but I would still stay away from the high hitters for me. But, um, and that's like one of the first things, especially from a Chinese medicine perspective, it's that detox. Detox is so important. And what does that mean? Um, and it means doing things a little, you know, a little different that we, that we try and the whole um, being hydrated is hugely important. Um, and so I, and going, but what really matters is what can that person do at the time? You wanna take, is that stress piece? You have to work through that whole stress and get back on the train of curiosity and learning. And again, every, every person is kind of different. That's why it's, you know, what can I, you got to step back. What can I, what I will, what's the low hanging fruit? What is going to be most effective for me now? Um, but the, the things that really affect all the different systems of the body are those, all those foundational things. But luckily, I had a lot of practice before the mold really set in. And um, Carla, you did mention, yes, detoxification was a big part of it. So what did you actually do to help yourself improve detoxification? And, and I would kind of sift, you know, kind of shift through different phases. Um, I've used um, my hydration, make sure my water is clean, and then, and actually, um, in my clinical, I use this salt saturation solution that really alkalizes your body, and you, you know, you prepare this saturated salt. You know, this is just an example. And you drink like a teaspoon in a cup of water every day. And it creates um, this alkalinity. Again, it reaches, it, there's a lot of different aspects of it. But, you know, mold and bacteria don't want to be in this kind of environment. And um, you, you look at your, um, of course, you look at your poop all the time and use that as a symbol, you know, what, how is your liver and how is your gallbladder, how you, and how are you digesting this and that, giving you clues and you try to kind of pinpoint things that are obvious. Um, there's a lot of light therapy out there that seems to help a lot with mold and Lyme. Um, so I, you know, I infrared light, I got a little unit and I actually, cause my eyes really got messed up and I would use that, you know, and there's so many options to help the body. 
there's biomats, there's sauna. Sauna is huge. Um, it's, it's more than just um, infrared saunas. It's more than just getting your, your sweating out. You know, you're using your normal sweat to get rid of toxins. It helps in so many ways. Again, at the, I think even down in the cellular level. So how many things can you do down at that level to help your body? So you're really doing, you're helping your body heal, helping your body detox. And so that's just a few ways. So I kind of go through, you know, I have different categories that kind of go through. And like when you're talking with someone else, you know, where can they what do they have access to? And oh, in the whole fascial system, which I love. So using your fascial system is huge. And we don't even know, um, again, just like everything else, we don't know the ramifications of that good work that we can do. And if you're really in pain, you can just use it on your you know, fascial work on your feet on your hands and start with that. So that has always been a big, but sometimes I'll wake it up and I don't feel well enough. I don't, I don't even think of those things. Like for, even for myself, uh, it's hard. You're, you're just. And I'm assuming the fascial work is also so, so good for improving overall body circulation, which is a big part of that puzzle as well. And it's deeply relaxing. So very helpful in shifting you to a parasympathetic state and supporting yes. resilience and better sleep. I'm so glad you mentioned fascia in this because I don't think that's a common thing I've heard from someone who's talked about mold. But I know, Carla, we're almost out of time in this episode. I'd like you to just quickly let us maybe conclude this by talking a little bit about some specific supplements or herbs that you used to boost detoxification and how did you actually use them in what kind of a protocol for yourself? So I started um, using traditional uh, Chinese medicine um, herbs once I, I think it was, yeah, healing from my first bout of Lyme disease. And then I was, yeah, in training to, you know, through this chronic Lyme disease, um, through the traditional Chinese perspective, it was in training when I got reinfected and I seemed to kind of buzz through that time a little bit quicker. But what I found so I was a little bit in my journey and I started these, you know, I felt better, but what I found is what's useful is um, using essential oils in liposomals and then tradi traditional Chinese herbs in uh, combining essential oils and, and combining herbs, like about 10 of them in each thing to really specifically uh, address what is going on because in you know when you're using these mixtures you know I can't go far into them you're using these mixtures a lot of these essential oils or traditional Chinese herbs 
they do many things at once. So when you're trying to heal, if you detox too much, your body can't handle it, right? It's always this play, especially with Lyme disease and, and it's all its um, co-infections and mold disease. So it's an in and out. So with these herbs, so any, there are microbials that can, that can be heavy hitters like um, antibiotics, right? They're kind of a natural antibiotic. So some of these herbs and some of these essential oils really are capable of doing both. You know, they're, it, it's just amazing. And again, I'm not an expert at this, but I, I saw it on my own body. So you are supporting your own body system actually more than coming in with what you think is going to kill off um, whatever the infection is. So I don't even use the word kill off. I don't know why I used it. Right there. So it's, and you can shift and, you know, it's a process. Does It's not overnight. It's again, it's, it's bringing you through the journey. And so, um, and these things, you know, we use some already formulate, you know, formulas already, but you can kind of tweak them for every person because everyone's a little different. And what is showing up now? Is it mold? Is it, um, or is it uh, another infection or a virus? And, and then using those Chinese, um, from a Chinese medicine perspective, you kind of look at how the body's doing and use the herbs in that way also. I mean, you can kind of look at it functionally, like a functional matrix, what's going on. But so I'm like in the middle of those trying to learn. And so you can create um, formulations that will really support, I mean, more support usually than microbial work where you're targeting what's going on. And some of these targeting is really based on symptomology. Sometimes there's testing to back it up, but it's kind of based on symptomology. I love it, Carla. And I think the best thing that I got from our whole conversation was the fact that we don't just look at it as addressing one thing or a destination, but just accepting that it's a journey, it could be ongoing. And also that uh, step back from this search for finding the magical protocol and instead just keep looking with curiosity all the time. So when you look with curiosity, rarely do you actually get caught in the trap of frustration. And usually that happens when you're in search of something and then you have expectations and then it doesn't come through as you expected it to. Uh, we have a mantra on the show, Carla, which I'd like you to come complete if sleep is the new medicine then how would you complete that sentence for us to conclude the episode if sleep is a new medicine you know how can we really focus on it to help us heal no matter what is going on in your life um 
what is our sleep? What kind of clues is our sleep giving us? Uh, and yeah. Love it, Carla. I love it. I love it. I think you put that perfectly. And where can people find more about you if they'd like to just get a yeah, peek? So journey no i have a yeah i have a website but i'm not very active on that you know i'm still i again i had an you know i had a hit head injury a few months ago and that kind of set me back quite a bit and and it's always been something like i'll get myself going oh i'll update my website but my focus on is on who's ever in front of me needs help that includes me <laughs> um so my web, I mean, you can at least get a hold of me. It's not updated very well, um, but you have an idea of how I work somewhat. That's um, perfect. So that's and, and I think it's important. And I think that's so important what you shared that, you know, you're always helping whether it's someone or yourself. And that's how it, I suppose, I mean, you're never caught up in that loop of feeling sorry for yourself I mean you're always just curious and going 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 well, that and that that fear comes in that frustration does come in but you know you can't stop it from coming in right it comes in and I, being human it's just how much can you just let it flow on by right that is more successful than I look at that as success because stopping it from ever coming in. Yeah. Thank you, Claire. Thank you, and uh, for just giving us your time today. And um, I hope, Carla, that you keep continuing to stay as this curious detective. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show. Just a reminder that this podcast is for information purposes only. This is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or otherwise qualified health professional. This information is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for personal help on your health journey, do seek out a medical practitioner. Please do make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with your doctor or otherwise qualified healthcare professional. It is in no way intended as medical advice as a substitute for medical counseling or as treatment or cure for any particular health condition. Be sure to always work directly with a qualified health practitioner before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle that may feel out of your realm of comfort or understanding. If you are looking for an allied functional medicine practitioner, do seek out more information on www.phytothrive.com. It is important that you have someone who is qualified and understands your health personally in order to provide adequate care, especially when it comes to chronic health conditions. 